This is Socks in 7. Welcome back to Socks in 7. We are your hosts, Kevin Tebow, Jack Taggerman, Mason Reed, here to break down the Red Sox offseason and how terrible it was. First off, got to get it out of the way. Bogey is a padre. R.I.P. You're going to hear. There's a drive to deep left center field, Zan Diego from Don Arcillo. Pretty much every Bogarts home run is going to be horrible. It is going to be pretty horrible. Um, during the season, yeah. I mean, I've had my um, I've had my love and my hate for Xander Bogarts. But, um, I mean, at the end of the day, he just, like, hit 300 every year for us in the middle of our lineup and played a solid shortstop with the glove and was, like, a team leader and, like, a huge mentor to Devers coming up and, like, kind of was a big part of the team. So, yeah, I guess, like sucks to see him go and like I didn't realize how much he meant to the team until I get the notification that he's now on the slam Diego Padres yeah I mean he did sign for like 28 years and 2.8 billion dollars so like I guess you can let him walk at that point but he was the face of the Sox now that's Rafael Devers who probably won't make it till the trade deadline this year so I don't even think he makes that I don't think I think they do what they did with Mookie, and I think they trade him before the season because he's not going to negotiate in season. So they'll probably trade him for some Jeter Downs who they just DFA'd. Yeah, unfortunately, it's definitely a rough time to be a Red Sox fan right now. Um, All the teams in our division are better than us, and um, we're probably going to come in last place if the roster is assembled as it is now. But um, like at this point, um, I'm pretty sure that like the Red Sox have shown no signs at all or like any urgency towards next season. So like we should probably just trade Devers and like get something back for him before he like stays this year and like gets hurt, misses 60 games, we come in last. And then he signs somewhere else for like when we get nothing in return. Yeah, and I think we trade him for Jonathan India and Hunter Green. It's just the best bet at this point. They're yeah, both studs. Like, yeah, I feel like that's a good. Uh, uh, I feel. I feel like if we offered the Reds that trade, like how could you decline that trade? I think that's like a pretty much a no-brainer. I mean, for one year though, like it is sort of a rental, so like we could be pushing it. Like I don't know, like if like what the Reds owner thinks but if we were to get um Jonathan India he's a baller and uh Hunter Green is going to lead the league in strikeouts one day probably with his potential if he reaches it and uh yeah the Red Sox pretty much suck yeah what do you have to rebuild definitely shouldn't what do you think about uh how our rotation's looking right now I was actually about to say I mean, you lose Xander, you bat 300, but, I mean, at least, like, off the eye test. Like, there wasn't many games that I feel like our offense revolved around Xander. I think, I honestly don't think the season's a complete wash yet, but we need some pitching. Because, I don't, like, the lot, like this past season, like, the offense produced runs in a lot of games, especially the bullpen. And when you only have one, two guys in your rotation that can give you five, six, seven good innings and half your days end up becoming bullpen days, you're not going to win many games. 
So I think if you if you plan on competing this next season, you got to go out get at least three, four more arms, one in the rotation, at least two, three in the in the bullpen, and you know maybe scrap together some wins. Yeah, I mean it's huge that we lost out on Rodon. The Yankees getting him is terrible. Now our ace is Chris Sale. Who knows if he's gonna play? We've been shopping around to other teams, and the next best guy is Nick Pavetta, and he sucks. Yeah, he's not great. He's definitely not great. He does have, like, pretty big knots. Like, he, the guy does shove from time to time. Yeah, as long as he's not playing the AL East. But when he plays the AL East, his nutsack shrivels up, and it's just I mean, hard to see. There's definitely a world where the Sox are, like, last in the AL East and go, like, 60 and 102. That's definitely a possibility. I mean, I like the odds of that more than like winning the AL East and going 162. Yeah, no, like no doubt about that at all. But um, looking at our like projected starting rotation right now, uh, Chris Sale has obviously like been a Cy Young pitcher and everything. No, uh, he's obviously been good before, but like, what has he really shown you lately? Kind of deal like. Bro, like, falls off a bike and stuff. Like, doesn't even pitch. So, like, maybe, like, to maybe, like, get better. Like, <laughs> do what you used to, bro. It's like, if that if that happened, like, that'd be pretty cool. But like, as of right now, bro, like, you're not showing any signs of the fact that you're not washed. And then Nick Pavetta, like, that guy can just like get fucking absolutely raked any day of the week. Like, yeah, like you could pitch good, but. It's definitely more likely that you get fucking gelled. And then, um, hold on here a second. Garrett Whitlock in the three. Who knows about him? Like, might as well just, like, be, like, a middle relief guy. Like, he's probably not a starter. Like, there's mad drama about that last year. Like, oh, is he a starter? Oh, is he bullpen? He, like, didn't, honestly didn't really look great in either role. To be honest, like he has spurts of pitching well and then goes back to being terrible. And then James Paxton, like that guy didn't pitch a single inning this year, so who the fuck knows like what the hell is gonna happen there. And then five, I I don't mind Bayo at all. He definitely has potential and threw the ball well after getting knocked around his first couple outings. But um, yeah, he got hoed a little bit. His FIP was like three. 30 and his ERA was like 8 yeah I mean him taking a big step would be big for our rotation but um besides that like it's like Winkowski who is obviously horrible and shouldn't start a single game this year but um yeah this rotation's looking pretty slow I mean Jansen in the pad is gonna help reassure everything in the back end I really love Kenley Jansen great pitcher but yeah besides that the pitching staff's looking pretty rough Speaking of Sale, if Sale wants to return to his old ways, he has to find his changeup. He just has to. I mean, the fastball, I mean, you know, he's not he's not in his prime anymore. He's probably going to be sitting 95, 96. The slider's always there. He's always, you know, devastating slider. But you can't survive with a fastball and a slider. You know, you got to be able to you got to be able to pick corners and you got to be able to make swing and miss opportunities with the changeup, and I think that's what he didn't have at all last year. Couldn't find the changeup all season. Yeah, the only thing, like, like is he just, like, hasn't had, like, 10 starts in a row consistently in such a long time, and, like, he'll come back from 60-day IL after three months and just be grooving at 92. Like, he's not even getting up to 94, really. And, like, 
when you're like that's just like pretty average and like what your arm slot's not like that funky and like someone can just adjust to that and like go the other way and, like that's what they've been doing but like i don't know if you could get back up to like 96 like the slider plays better but there's nothing you can do it's like he's either going to be really good or really bad there's like really no in between and so as it stands right now i mean we got the new Japanese guy. I cannot pronounce his name. It's like Yokoshaku. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. He's also he's also either going to be really good or really bad. Yeah, I think it's probably going to be similar to say Suzuki, where it's kind of just like two thirty. Suzuki's a baller. Yeah, but I mean, he didn't hit all that great. First, I mean, he was a rookie, but no, still. But and then. What are you going to do at second base? Are you going to keep Story there, put a Royal at short, move Kike to short? I mean, this says, a Roy, this says a Royal at short. And the guy that we signed for $90 million name is Masataka Yoshida. He's playing left. Yeah, my prediction. Kike in center. Yeah, my yeah. prediction for Masataka Yoshida this season is that he's going to have – He's going to play in 93 games. He's going to have 364 at-bats, and he's going to hit 183 with one bomb and 15 RBIs. That's going to be my prediction. That's horrible. That's my prediction. I hope he uh, I hope he does better than that, though, but that's my prediction. I think he's going to play in, like, 122 games. I think he's going to bat, like, 242. Maybe a bomb. The guy doesn't have much power. Maybe like one or two. I think he's gonna, you know, bat in thirty, forty, and you know, I think he's gonna be a good. I don't know where they're gonna choose to bat him. Whether it's middle, at the end, turn the order, lead off, because I think the guy has pretty good speed. So I mean, we're gonna have to see. But which leads me, I can't believe I let this sit for this long. Why the fuck did we DFA Hosmer? Makes no sense. The Padres were literally paying him to play for us. We could have traded him. Any team needs a veteran first baseman who they don't have to pay for, and we just DFA'd him. No, it's mean, ridiculous. At the end of the day, I really don't think the Fenway group is like attempting to win many baseball games this year. I think they're getting focused on that uh, that Vegas NBA team. team they're about to buy. So I mean, good luck on the Sox signing anybody for like the next long time until they like get that deal settled with. Yeah, and I mean, it'd be pretty cool if like in the next week or something, I just like looked at my phone and it was like Red Sox trade Eric Hosmer and others to the Padres for Fernando Tatis. Cause like if you did that, then like that would bring some like life and like some buzz to the team, which the team is clearly lacking both of those right now. And, like, Fernando Tatis is nasty and would probably win MVP if he was on the Red Sox. I would, he would probably hit 45 bombs. And, like, he's, he's just a really good ball player. So, like, they should probably trade for him or, like, sign Devers or both. That would be pretty cool if that was our left side of the infield for, like, the next 10 years. That would be pretty cool. But... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we just lost to Valdi today. He just signed with the Rangers, 34 mil, two years. The last pitcher out there is really Michael Walker, and he was your best pitcher. Sign him. 
just give anybody some money, Heim, other than unproven people from Japan. Now, now that you say that, like, do the Red Sox even have five major league starters signed to the roster? No. I actually don't think that they James do. Paxton isn't, <laughs> isn't one. And, like, fucking Bayo probably isn't yet either, but, like, that guy would probably enough have to see. Paxton would probably have a three ERA in the minors, bro. Like, guy has no business in, like, a rotation of a team that's going to win games, but, like, Maybe we're just not going to win games. Maybe we're going to go 0 162, first team ever. I mean, the only the way I'm looking at it is like there's four bright spots on the team. There's four players that I truly enjoy watch playing baseball, and one of them is Kenley Jansen. He's a lights out closer, has been for a really long time. It's a great signing. He's going club to club very well throughout his career. Number two is Rafael Devers who, in my opinion, is the best player in baseball, but also, like, might leave the team, and then, uh, which would blow. Then uh, number three is Trevor Story, who is a good ball player and should have, like, a better season than he had this year. Next year, if, all if he can stay healthy, because that's been big for him. And then number four is Alex Verdugo, who is easily one of my favorite players in the league and is, like, a great team, locker room, everything guy can hit in the middle of your order. And, like, last season he, in his first 40 games, I think hit, like, 160 or 155, something. Like, he was slumping bad at the beginning of the year. He had he had a couple knocks. Like, first couple games he was raking, huge slump, and then ended up coming back up to, like, 270 to end the year. He's just going to hit above 250 for you and, like, in the middle of your lineup every year. Great player. But besides those four players, like, we don't have another real like bright spot on the team, I would say. I'd say one thing I am looking forward to this year is the return of Matt Barnes. We saw him at, at the end of last year. He's he looks like he's back. Kind of yeah, and if he could be the setup guy for Ken- Kenley, that would be huge and solidify that end of the bullpen, and then you keep Whitlock as that middle relief. Our bullpen looks a lot different than it did last year. I think of the entire roster... Dude, I'm most excited to watch this year is probably Brian Bayo. I actually think that guy has crazy talent. I think his stuff's like pretty tough, pretty tough to pretty tough to touch when he's on. I think you know. I mean, he's still he's still young as like whatever. He's still mad young. I think if you can sit him in the two three two three spot of the rotation comfortably, I think he can give you some really good starts. I think I will finish that off by saying I think. Um person I'm most interested in seeing this year is how Tanner Houck develops. Obviously, there's been some drama with him, but he's got a wipeout slider. His stuff plays. It's just Shit about off the face of the earth, It's just about being consistent, you know? I, I just think he I think he's a major league pitcher. It's just about where he fits in on this ball club. Yeah, I feel like he's definitely forgotten about and like with the lack of starting pitching uh, like if he could come in there because like he has started a lot of games before in his career like if he could just like this offseason commit to being like because like the opportunity is like right there staring him right in the face like if you if you want to work at it bro and be a starting pitcher for the Boston Red Sox next season that opportunity is right there for you but like if you just want to like be weird and like not get the COVID shot when you have to play games and like like I get it bro but like just like you should just like be a starting pitcher for us and like be good because like you can be. There was at least a few times this season. I mean, he's pitching the third through the seventh, 
and he's going 50, 60, 70 pitches deep. I think he still has the the durability to be a to be a starter. But I mean, it's kind of hard when you have a guy where you know one of your, one of your biggest AL East opponents is in Toronto, and you know you play what four series away, three against at least twelve yeah. games. That's at least twelve, fifteen games. He can't even travel with the team with two. So. And not to mention, this year, Chris Sale has the same issue. So that's two of your starting pitchers that can't go to Toronto. And they're, pro- they're arguably your two best pitchers. Yeah. And then um, my, the person I'm most excited to see, besides the four players that I mentioned that I love watch playing ba- baseball, is definitely Justin Turner. Because like oh, we haven't talked about him Justin yet. Turner. Yeah, I just saw him on here, so I remembered that. He's uh, <laughs> He can just rake. He can just mash baseball. So that's like what he's done his whole career in the MLB he's 38 now I think which is like getting up there but if he wants to end his career off in Boston like I'm happy to have him he should definitely DH for us the guy has power both sides of the field probably terrific locker room guy too like I think he could become a fan favorite if he starts to rake like even at his old age I've seen the guy play damn near every position on the field too yeah I've seen the guy play the entire infield so I mean He's definitely going to have a few games at second, you know, short, maybe even first here and there. I, I do still think he'd play him primarily at DH. He's, he's, he's got to be like a damn near everyday roster guy, but majority on the DH. Yeah. I agree. Should we go through, um, say what you're going to say, but after that, should we go through a couple of like the bigger signings? Yeah. you say what yeah. you're going to say? Uh, I was just going to say, what are you guys' thoughts on how Cassis does this year? Because he's really... Yeah. What our season depends on. If True. he's not good, we suck. If he's really good, we might be good. I've I've kind of formed my opinion in my head that his career is gonna kind of go how this season went, where I'm, the slugging is gonna be up, batting average is gonna be down. He's gonna bat you know, two fifty max. I don't see the guy ever hitting three hundred, but I mean he's gonna hit a few bombs. But you know I definitely don't think. At least at this stage, that he's an everyday roster kind of guy. I mean, you know, I mean, keep keep him, in, you know, keep him on the bench. He's a he's a you know, good uh, good pinch hitter type player. But I don't think that you can really be serious if you're playing that guy 162 games. Yeah, I mean, he definitely has big time power, and he's definitely very young. So like, if he could develop a lot this year, that could go a long way for sure. And like. Who knows, like, you never really know. Like, he could just come out and hit 30 bombs this year and have, like, a huge breakout season. Like, he definitely has potential to do that. We're just going to, like, like I just don't see, like, our lineup as being an issue because, like, it wasn't this year. And, like, it wasn't. It's really never been in, like, the past couple of years. Like, we always can have the sticks. And I feel like that's, like, most teams besides, like, the Royals and Pirates and shit. Like, you're going to hit the ball. Like, obviously, teams go into slump. Like, guys go into slump. But... For the most part, like, you have guys in your order that can mash, but, like, you just have to, like, be able to pitch. And, like, right now that's what we're struggling with, so. Speaking of that in free agency, one quick thing, tags. It's the end of an era. The Rich Hill era is over in Boston. What do you have to say? You shouldn't have. I am, like, very, very glad that he is not rostered on the Boston Red Sox anymore. That old man should retire. He should go spend time with his children. Because he's like 48, he's going to play for the Pittsburgh Pirates, who might win nine games this year. Just hang, hang up the cleats, bro. Hang them up. Yeah. 
is coming to that point. I agree. If you want to go through some of the bigger so, ones. So, like, Orioles got Adam Frazier and Kyle Gibson. Like, they're both decent and will help them. And, like, they're better than us right now. So Yeah, the blows. Orioles got a squad. Yeah, we got – they have so many young players, dude. They're just a force. Like, Henderson and Rochman and everybody. Fucking, we got Yoshida, Jansen, Justin Turner, Chris Martin. All, like, very – like, besides Jansen and Turner, like – I mean, both not, like, amazing fucking players, but, like, they're at least decent and will do a job. And I like then, the um, Chris Martin signing. I know yeah, you Yeah, you could be all right. You could be all right. Cubs got Swanson and Tyon. Like, we That's missed huge. out on Swanson. Uh, White Sox, Benintendi. Benintendi to the White Sox. Yeah. I like that. I'm a big White Sox fan, so, personally. That's all they got. Uh, yeah, and Mike Clevenger, who blows. Yeah, uh, Guardians got Josh Bell. He's a beast in your lineup. They need hitting. Astros, re-sign Brantley, re-sign Rafael Montero, and then get Jose Abreu. And I guess he just wants to end his career there, like chasing rings, and probably will get some too because that team doesn't really lose many games. Uh, Angels, Drury, and Anderson, both like good pieces. Dodgers, re-sign Kershaw, get JD, of course. Uh, Fucking the Mets. The Dodgers get Thor. Yeah, the Dodgers did get Thor, too. And some guy named Shelby Miller, whoever that is. And uh, the Mets I absolutely unloaded the bank. They just, like, have the most money available to spend on any team in the league by, like, a very significant portion. So I guess they chose to spend it on signing. I just don't know why they paid Nimmo so much money. He's not that yeah, good of a player. He, I, I don't understand and then that either. What's, What's going on with the Correa thing? We have to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, let's, let's interlude on Correa right here. Because, uh, so he signed for $350 million with the Giants. They didn't, like, like how his physical looked. He doesn't sign with them. Signs for $35 million less with the Mets. They don't like how his physical looked. So now I guess, like, everything's just up in the air and, like, he might not play baseball, like, ever yet. I saw, the, I saw what the injury was and I can't remember yeah, I, I didn't see it. But it's, but like, it's just weird. It, I saw the play that it happened on. I think it was an ankle injury. Yeah, I think he, that he, is He got, like, jammed sliding into a bag yeah. in, like, one of the last games of the regular season. But it sounds like it's not even close to healed, whatever it is. Yeah. Definitely not healed enough to sign a guy for 300 something million. Yeah, definitely not. But then the Mets got the Senga, Kodai Senga He's from Japan. Good, he could be really good. Uh, Verlander, which is, like, huge for them. Nemo and then Quintana and re-signed Diaz, like all just really good players. And, like they had spent a lot of money. Obviously, Judge goes back to the Yankees. Rizzo goes back, and they get Rodon, who we also missed out on because we missed out on everybody. That Yankees rotation is gonna be nasty. Yeah, I think that's like that's the difference. Like looking at our lineup, like compared to theirs, is like maybe theirs is better, but it's like probably not by too much. But then. When you just look at their rotation, it's just Garrett Cole, Severino, Rodon. Like it's just it's just pretty unfair, honestly. Like Frankie Montas being your fifth pitcher is not fair. It's really not. They're gonna probably win more than a hundred games this year. Uh, again, uh, Tur- Trey Turner goes to the Phillies. That was a big signing for them. Yeah, the Phillies did what they need to stay on top. Yeah. He's going to be like, that lineup is freaky, dude. That, yeah. They could have, like, a really, really, really good team next year. Um, I guess they also got Matt Strom, good for them, and Kim, and Kimbrell. 
Uh, obviously, the Padres got Bogarts. Uh, holy shit, the Giants actually got a ton of people. Taylor Rogers, Conforto, Sean Manea, Mitch Hanniger, and Jock Peterson. Those are all sneaky. Jock had a really good year. The NLS year. is going to be fucked up. Yeah. yeah it is going to be pretty crazy. Uh, Cardinals got Wilson Contreras to replace Yachty. That's big for them. Yeah. And a guy that uh, could, like, dice against the Red Sox a few times this year, Zach Eflin for the Rays. He had, like, a pretty good end of the year in the Phillies bullpen. So the team well, – yeah, go ahead. What is up with the Blue Jays? Why did they trade their two outfielders? Uh, Guriel and – And Teoscar. Uh, I have no idea, honestly. They like had a good thing going there, and then Yo, they just didn't, no. They up. they signed uh, Kiermaier though. Yeah, but yeah. like that that's guy, a downgrade dude. for sure. Fucking Kevin Kiermaier, dude, always goes off against the Sox and makes some ridiculous catch. I put him and Wander Franco in the same boat. Yeah, like just you like, know, like they're pretty good ball players, but then they turn into the second coming of Babe Ruth when they yeah. play. Boston Red Sox. And then the Rangers probably won the biggest this offseason besides the Mets, who obviously spent like absurd amounts of money. The Rangers just got Evaldi this morning, and then they got DeGrom, obviously, who's going to deal, and then they re-signed Martin Perez, and they also got Andrew Heaney. So like, that's four really, really good starting pitchers. One of them is really, really, really good. One of them is Evaldi, who's been our opening day starter for the last two years. And then Andrew Heaney and Perez are both, like, hit and miss, but, like, had really good years last year. Yeah, I mean, if like, Martin Perez it. can do what he did last year, that rotation's going to be scary. Marcus Simeon had a down year last year. If he does anything what he did with the Blue Jays, that team's going to be a very scary team to play. Yeah, I think that's going to be my uh, bold prediction for this upcoming season, is that the Texas Rangers are going to... How far should I push it? I'm not going to say win the World Series or win the AL. I'm going to say that the Texas Rangers are going to play for the AL in the AL pennant game. That's going to be that's my prediction because they're probably not going to beat the Astros. So, and they're not going to outbeat the Astros for the division either. So they're going to get in as a wild card. But that's my prediction for this year is that they make the ALCS. What What are you guys' closing thoughts? I mean, my my closing thought is uh, Luka Doncic tonight dropped 60, 21, and 10. Jesus that might be the best Atlanta I've ever seen. He actually had 60, 21, and 10. That's ridiculous. That's pretty fucked up, bro. What? That's wild. <laughs> he actually had 60, 21, and 10. Wow. That's pretty 60, messed up. 60, 21, and 10. That's my closing thought. And then the Red Sox, like, wow. like let's see. 162, half of that's 81. They are not winning 81 games. No. Probably like 70. Probably going 70 and 92. Yeah, I mean, that's a good prediction. Um, but it really comes down to is it really Heim Bloom or is it the owners just telling Heim Bloom to do his job and do what they tell him and not spend money? Because at this point, it's ridiculous. They keep on telling the fans. Oh yeah, we care about you. We care about the players, and then they give them shit fucking deals. Like they low bar, low ball Bogart so much that when he gets high balled by the Padres, a reasonable contract is nowhere even close. Like there's nothing that you're gonna be able to do to sign Devers. 
Devers is already halfway out the door because you're not going to be able to sign him during the season. You have three months to do this now, and he's going to request a shit ton of money because he knows that if he just waits one year, and if you don't trade him, he's going to get the fucking bag just like Bogars did. So it's really that was a really good closing thoughts right there from your host Kevin Tebow. All right, boys. We'll see you at the beginning of the season, probably. Deuces.